The following episode of TOEFOP is classified MA. It contains some coarse language, some nudity, drug references, sexual references, a sex scene, prison rape, time travel, and mild coarse language. TOEFOP advises that the program is not suitable for persons under the age of 15. Minors must be accompanied by a parent or guardian. This is John Deke speaking. There hasn't been any great advances in prison rape or space travel. Everyone relax, this is Tofop, I'm Charlie Clawson. I'm Will Anderson, but don't relax because we just tried to turn on a light in your front room and it flickered like either someone was trying to connect with us from the other world or uh, we were just going to get burnt to death while doing this podcast. And the thing was, it was obviously very dangerous. It's a a faulty globe or a faulty switch on the light. But I didn't turn it off straight away. I was like, well, let's see, what, see how this pans out. Yeah, you were saying, see if it settles down. <laughs> see if this sparky light The one thing I know down. about electricity is it's Give very it predictable. Yeah. Give it a chance. It might just be stumbling and it might find its rhythm and mm. it'll be right to go. I don't want to prejudge electricity. I think it's got a bad rap. Ever since the Running Man, uh, Dynamo, you know the guy, you know how oh, each, the electricity guy, each guy in yeah. Running Man had that uh, Dynamo would, like shoot the electricity. That yeah. was back in the eighties when electricity was almost considered like a mystical kind of thing, like people could fire electricity. Electricity still is a mystical thing. How does it work? I've got no idea. You attach a key to a kite and fly it into the sky. And wait for a storm. Yeah, right. Okay. So somewhere there's just heaps of kites. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's what power stations are. It's just lots of kites. (laughs) Imagine if that, like they're those massive, like, you know, you you drive past them and then there's sort of those massive towers and they Mm. build a smoke out of it. But that's just to conceal the fact that they're full of guys with kites. (laughs) So guys with kites and coat hangers hoping for an electrical storm. Well, just say hypothetically, uh, you know, everyone talks about wind farms and there's a lot of opposition to wind farms because people think they're an eyesore. If instead you could generate the same amount of power, but it's just a bunch of kites flying in the air with like keys attached to them, like giant keys, like Fortress of Solitude <laughs> size keys floating in the sky, I'd be down with that. Why can't they just make the wind? Uh, like the, I've driven through like America, you know, of course, when you drive from mm. uh, San Diego uh, back to LA, that, mm. that, that they have giant bits of the desert that are filled with wind farms. Yeah. What if they just like painted all the spokes like kites? Painted the spokes of the, spoke? of, of the propeller, the, the propeller, <laughs> the oh, whatever the spoke, whatever. I'm not a fucking scientist, mate. <laughs> I don't think there's any, any danger of people confusing you for a scientist. The windy things, yeah, yeah. the things that the catch pokey the wind. things on the spinny things, the things that look a little bit like kites. You could paint them colourfully like kites, or like kaleidoscopes. Uh, yeah, no. like oh, like when you went to the Royal Melbourne show and they had those, uh, like the shiny, plasticky kind of things that would spin in the wind? Yeah. You know those things? Yeah. What are they called? Whirly dirlies. Whirly dirlies. <laughs> make them like big whirly dirlies. Everybody would love that. You could make it a tourist attraction. Yeah, definitely. That would be a family holiday. You know, like one of those family holidays where you just go for a drive. Yeah. Apparently that's a holiday. <laughs> kids love being trapped in the backseat of the car. That's the one thing I've learned from family holidays. Kids love being trapped up and driven somewhere. Did you go on holidays from... I mean, you lived in the country. Don't people go to the country for a holiday? What did you guys go when you wanted a holiday? To other bits of the country. Right. Oh, we went to Lakes Entrance. Okay. Like, yeah, that, that was like, uh, uh, well, uh, part of our family went to Sea Spray. That was the lo- the nearest beach. Yeah. Uh, one of my cousins still lives in Sea Spray. Yeah. And that is a lifestyle choice. Really? Yeah. 
Like a like lifestyle you, choice in that I do not want to be found by the authorities' lifestyle choice? Uh, I, I certainly, if those authorities are offering me work. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> and are not offering me bongs. Yeah. <laughs> like, it is it is not a place you go to going, I'm off to sea spray to find my career. Yeah, right. Like, you've you've gone, I've decided I'm not that interested in a career. I'd like to live somewhere that's cheaper near the beach. So, like, population less than a 1,000? Yeah, I'd say, oh, way less than a thousand, I reckon. Probably like, I mean, I don't know. I don't want to disrespect the good people of Sea Spray, but <laughs> I remember them having a shop and a beach yeah. and a lot of houses that seemed to be made out of shit that people found around their house. Surf beach? Oh, yeah, I think people would surf there. Yeah, definitely. And there was a lake. People go fishing. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, it's that sort of place. Like, you know, I don't think I've ever been to Lake's Entrance. I've driven past it a lot. No, that was Sea Spray. Lake's Entrance is big. Right. Lake's Entrance is like, it's on the 90 mile beach, it's a really cool place, heaps of caravan parks. Yeah. Lots of uh, mini golf. Oh, mini Lots golf. Lots of mini golf. <laughs> you know you're into this town. But have you, I've never seen... Like, you, you could watch... literally play the majors of mini golf. I think there was four. You, and... could, you could play the major tournaments and have a ranking on mini golf if you went to Lake Entrance. <laughs> you and the four other people of Sea Spray, <laughs> out of Lake Entrance. <laughs> have you uh, ever seen... Like, you know, in movies, American films, they always have those spectacular, like, mini golf courses where it's like... Million dollar sets, you know. Oh yeah, yeah. Like with yeah, with giant windmills, and like you put it through a thing, and like a door yeah. opens up into another universe. Yeah, and, yeah, know. exactly. Yeah, it's a Stargate. Yeah, they they literally have one of those ones at Lake Central. No, but do they? Yeah, because I've never seen like every like Australian coastal town purports to have like an awesome, and it's just yeah. it's like a bunch of plywood like nailed yeah. together. <laughs> Someone's just down, put down some astroturf yeah. on a hill. Yeah, it's those logs, those yeah. kind of green-coloured logs that you get at playgrounds. Are you sure this is an obstacle, not just a brick you forgot <laughs> to put somewhere else? This isn't even a hole. Someone's just painted a black circle on the ground. Yeah, well, literally one of them in Lake's entrance was like the Disneyland of mini golf. Like you know, great. Like it had pinnies as well. Um, you know, if you if you got yeah, a hole right. in one on the 18th, everything lit up and you got a free game. Soft serve ice cream and the kiosk. Soft serve ice cream and heaps of those trampolines that were like the... The, 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 the uh, children killers. Yeah, but the pit trampolines. <laughs> yeah, yeah, The ones that are like... Oh, yeah, the professional level. ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were great when you were a kid. You were yeah, just like, oh, my awesome. God, you knew something was classy when they had a like an underground trampoline. <laughs> yeah, definitely. If they had the padding around the edges as well, because you know it's professional. These yeah, guys are right. flips and shit on this. Or legally mandated after some children yeah. die. <laughs> But either way, the padding is there. Have you ever seen like trampolines now? What you have to have around a trampoline? Well, maybe you don't have to have this, but but that, well, the, the ones that got the sort of it's the, like the, Hell in the Cell. Yeah. <laughs> it's the octagon. Somebody somebody looked at kids on a trampoline and said, "We should make this a bit more like the UFC." Yeah, that's right. Like they're already bleeding and hurting each other. What about we put them in a cage that they can just bounce off the walls? Let's make it out of barbed wire. Mm, Barry, what about netting? Netting. We'll start with netting, but if people are like that, then barbed wire. I think that, I mean, you know, I don't want to say we're being turned into a nanny state, but don't you think there is part of the intrinsic, like, joy of getting on trampoline when you're a kid is the danger that you could fucking fall off? Man. Well, that was the thrill, right? The trampolines are used as birth control in some countries. (laughs) Like literally, if you have too many kids that you don't like, you just take them to a party, put them on a slippery trampoline. It's, it's like Fight Club. It, no, it's like Thunderdome. One goes in, uh, two goes in, one comes out. Trampoline Fight Club. We call this late-stage abortion. You just take your eight-year-old, put him yep. on the trampoline, done. Just see what happens. Um, yeah, no, I mean, there's one on my street. Like, like literally two houses down from me on the corner, they have kids and they have one of those giant... Yeah. Do and, the kids ever use it? Yeah, kids use it all the time. Kids love trampolines, man. Yeah. 
Like, and it doesn't matter what age. Like, my um, my sister, her three kids, like, her eldest is five, but then she's got, like, a three-year-old and, like, at you know, like, a six, eight, ten-month-year-old, whatever. Like, yeah, she, when she was little, she literally would just sit in there with the other kids while they bounced, and she would just, like, bounce around, and she'd be, like, eight months old yeah, and just right. get bounced around this thing. Yeah, that's good for her neck. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing better. One thing I know about infants is you like to move them around vigorously. <laughs> Unsupervised. Because <laughs> that is essentially what those uh, those <laughs> walls are for. Yeah. They're not for the protection of the children. But so you They're can so watch the, the parents can watch the football <laughs> and have a barbecue and talk to other... But let's just zip all the children in this place and let them bounce at each other. And if one starts crying or bleeding, we'll go and attend it. But until then, we are going to have some conservation. Conversation. Conversation? Conservation. 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 Yeah, I get a lot of parties where people care about the environment, Charlie. So, like, as soon as the kids are away, we just talk about conservation. (laughs) (laughs) Do you really? Don't invite me to any parties, please. Hey, man, speaking of my street, I just um, painted my house. Well, when I say I painted my house, um, like, some uh, people from, I believe, uh, Ukraine have painted my house, but... Did you ask them to do this? No, no, no. It's, <laughs> it just came home? It's, it's an email chain letter scam that I've become involved in. No, that, I, I mean, I've been doing some renovations at my house, accidental renovations, as I may have mentioned on the show before. Um, uh, Amy fell through the deck at what? the back of the house. I don't know that. Yeah, she fell through the deck and hurt her leg. Like so, through rotted wood? Or? Yeah. That's right. Like through, I mean, you know, because it's, I, I don't know how long it's been there. Like oh we, God. we didn't build it. It was there, you know, when we, when we bought the house. So it had probably been there 10, 15 years yeah, before right. that. Like, you know, it was getting a bit old and dodgy, but. That shit is full of redbacks too. Cause we had our decking in our backyard ripped up. And when it gets old and rotten like that, apparently it's just like, you know, spiders. Spiders like, this is awesome. This is, We can live here and bite humans. Like, this is perfect. Perfect real estate for a spider. Oh, it's a pl- great place just to hang out. And if any human comes along, bite the shit out of Yeah, them, totally. Right? This thing is bound to give way any second. Yeah. We've got a nice plump ankle coming through here. <laughs> they've been breeding for 15 years because they've got a chart on their wall knowing when wood gives away. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and in that time, they've been amassing an ar- army and there's been like some legend. Like, yeah. there's been the head redback who's passed down this story of the last time someone fell through the deck and everyone feasted on this leg and everyone knows it's coming up and it's like the 50 year storm in point break yeah, there's uh, one like there's one blonde spider you know yeah. who's always talking about the the 50 year ankle biting yeah. it's going to uh, come through one day a uh, lots of uh, lots of them have actually been venturing out like into the real world like but with other spider masks on their faces <laughs> Like sneaking into kitchens, <laughs> stealing shit, bringing back some supplies and stuff for them. Um, so, uh, so anyway, she fell through the deck and I thought, fuck it, we better get the deck fixed, you know, because she fell through the deck. That's not a good thing to happen. Yeah. Um, so uh, this was all while I was overseas. So I said, get them to fix the deck. And then they dug up the deck and it turns out, yes, there was legions of spiders and, and stuff Ugh. under there. But there was also, uh, turns out, all the wiring and stuff that was under there was just completely dodgy. And because it's next to the pool, <laughs> people... Like, now, look, I don't know a lot about electricity, as yeah. we already established. Yeah. I'm pretty sure electricity and water go really well together. What they found under there, surprisingly, Charlie, was a lot of guys with kites <laughs> and a lot of guys in socks just rubbing their socks on carpet <laughs> trying to generate electricity. Rubbing balloons on their shirts. <laughs> so... So then they've said, well, you better get this wiring fixed. So I thought, well, you know, fuck it, I'll get the wiring fixed. That seems seems like a sensible thing to do while they've dug up the thing. 
And then someone else was like, well, you know, while you're getting all this wiring fixed, this is pr- probably the perfect time for you to, like, you know, put heaters into your pool, right? Because I've always wanted heaters in the pool so that I could swim in the pool when it is not warm. Yeah. Like, I mean, you know, that is like, you know, like yeah, it's like in winter. Essentially, like six months of the year, the pool is just something that gives me arm exercise, digging leaves out of it. <laughs> yeah, right. And I was like, you know what? It'd be good. Actually, if, swimming in swimming it. Swimming in yeah. it. This thing that I'm paying for. And how else are you going to start an orgy? Yeah. You've well, got this- to have a hot pool in winter if you want any chance of starting an orgy. Do you know what, Charlie? Like, I know that you're kind of joking about that, <laughs> but there was part of me when that I bought that house where I was just like, I have a pool in the backyard, like, and if this pool is warm enough, people will start fucking. <laughs> <laughs> you know? I just want to... I'm happy for everyone to come over to my house. And, and people have fucked in my house all the time. I think we've talked about this yeah. before. Like, people have fucked in my office. They fucked in my soundproof room. Like, people have fucked in my Those house. Those Ukrainian painters are fucking there right now. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> They're just painting the house with their dicks. <laughs> that's not white paint they're putting on your house. So, I uh, so then anyway. Once you start fucking, and I, I don't want to talk about renovations because it's the world's most boring fucking topic. But anyway, once you start doing shit, more shit just needs to be done. So we started doing shit and doing more shit and getting things yeah. fixed and whatever. And so then I had to go to the bank to get a loan because I didn't have any money because, like, well, I'm a freelancer, you know, like, so there's times in my life when I'm doing festivals and shows and stuff that money comes in and that's all good. But then there's whole other periods of time in my life where I'm doing free work where... No income. No income, you know. So it's one of those things where I was like, oh, well, fuck it. I know I've got shows coming up and I'll be able to pay for these bills, but right now I don't have any money. I've got to go to the bank and get a loan, Charlie. Yeah. Right, so I've got dressed up because you know me, I'm not. Have you done it? Got a bank loan before? Well, I got a loan for the house. Yeah, yeah right. But I have never gone and said personal um, loan. Hey, you know how I lent all that money from the house? <laughs> I need more money because <laughs> <laughs> I always feel like that is like that's you saying I can't handle what you've already lent yeah, me. Yeah. Like you know how you lent me money, and for five years I've been paying it back regularly, and you've been like, oh, we made a good decision. Now I'm coming to you like more, <laughs> more. I can't handle this. I haven't budgeted properly. And you feel like then suddenly they start to lose confidence in the fact, you know. Yeah. So I've had to go to the bank. And so for that reason, I thought I better get dressed up and do the right thing. So I've got in my best clothes. I'm really... Really? Tra- Tell me what you... Describe what you wear. Well... The, describe what you're wearing. You, well, you know me. Like, essentially, I have two looks, which is... Tracksuit. Black jeans, black t-shirt, tracksuit pants, sloppy t-shirt. Yeah, right. So they're my two looks. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, either the guy who's selling uh, me drugs pants, yeah. outside of Westfield or um, I get dressed up. Or the lead singer from Faker. Yeah, right. <laughs> so I've gone more lead singer for Faker, but even with a shirt. Like, yeah. you know, corporate. Oh, button-up shirt. Yeah, button-up shirt. Look at Mr. Fancy Pants. <laughs> totally. Like corporate, like my corporate wear. Yeah, right. Yeah, okay. that's what I've dressed up in. Wow. I'll tell you about a great corporate I did, actually. I'll tell you the great corporate and then we'll get back to this. Okay. Thing, because this corporate is like, uh, it was for a computer company. I'm not allowed to even legally say what computer company. So they're doing this demonstration during the day of all the cool things that their technology can do. Mm. And I'm just hosting it. And they're, they're wonderful people and they're so lovely. They've done, they do all this amazing stuff that I don't think they publicize enough because when I was hearing about it, I was like, Oh my God, if I knew you guys did this, like I'd be much more into you than I am. Right. So one of the things they do is they sponsor this competition for younger people to come up with what sort of amazing inventions you could come up with. Okay. 
So it's a bit like uh, the Nescafe Big Break, but about inventions, right? Yeah. Yeah. And like, but using proper technology yeah, where yeah. you can actually do something really cool. What are you trying to say that? This <laughs> Sorry. You don't think my art installation? <laughs> so for, for I'd, spent, I'd spent a year putting those pipe cleaners together, Will. <laughs> so for example, someone had come up with this thing and this is the technology. This is just, I think this is amazing. It's a glove, an electronic glove that people can wear when they're doing sign language. And if you can't speak or, you know, you can't hear, then you could do the sign language and it goes into the computer and it can either be set Speaks to for speak for you or just write down if you wanted to like, you know, oh, right. so di- dictate. dictate something. Yeah, like, right. I mean, obviously you can type, you've got fingers, but, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, but you know, like it's world's worst scientist. <laughs> Uh, then when did these gloves that if you make shapes with your hands it will type words for you and you didn't think maybe you could just type on a keyboard like we've been doing for almost a century world to a silence <laughs> so I do, there's always that moment where you just go it'd be fun to finger somebody with that I am um, but the they then did these series of demonstrations and I won't mention this, what this is, but this is not the people from this computer company. These are all the people who make the computers that their software goes on, right? Mm. So they've all come out to demonstrate what all the new things are going to be in the world of like personal computers in the next sort of 12 months, 24 months, right? right? Yeah. So they're all, and I won't give away confidential things, but they're all pretty cool are things. Are you emceeing this? Yeah, I'm emceeing yeah, right. this. But it's an all-day event from right. nine in the morning until six at night. So right. like I'm sitting through them presenting everything that's happening in their business, you know, for the for the next 12 months and everything that's And happened. then what's your gear in between? Are you doing like, are you doing like, uh, are you making fun of like the competitor's product? Is not that, allowed to that... mention the competitor's product. Oh, that's one of the rules of the Not even to gear. make fun. No, not allowed to mention it. But all your jokes are sort of centric around sort of geeky kind of tech stuff or do you just bend it to get back to whatever? I literally just riff in between. Right. I just have fun. Like it's, it, they'll do that sort of thing of like, they'll do some like presentation to like the, yeah, the, the five salesmen who sold the most, you know, Xbox in the last year. And they all wear these like red jackets that they won for being the biggest salesman in the company. And there's a big picture of them on screen. And I come out and go, one direction, let themselves go. That's it. That's all I do. Like for a whole day, all they are like, like we're going to be doing a lot of shit every now and again, come back and say one funny thing and then introduce the next thing. <laughs> now that's, where's my check? Yeah. So, so that's what I'm doing, but it's, it's a lovely day and they're all, yeah, really lovely people. Um, but, uh, this is the demonstration that I love the most and see if you can spot the floor in this demonstration, Charlie. This guy's come out with this computer and the idea of this computer is that it's meant to be tough. It's a tough computer. Yeah. Like, you know, so it's going gonna, it's gonna to be handy, right? So the first thing he does is he comes out and he pours water on the computer, Charlie. And did the crowd go, ooh. There's an audible, What are you doing? Some guy stands up and screams, Oh, you're maddening. Throws himself out of a window. <laughs> did someone tell Phil that this was going to be a demonstration today? <laughs> he realises, you know... Right. We have more computers. He's got more. The next thing that happens is he shoots it with a gun. <laughs> so take that computer. And you find out there is no demonstration. He's just got this pathological hatred of technology. <laughs> After the sixth or seventh thing he smashed against a computer, we started to wonder is he actually demonstrating anything? Everyone's like, hang on, this guy didn't even get invited. <laughs> There's not even a spotlight on him. I think he's pretty sure he's homeless. He just snuck in. <laughs> he's helping himself to the buffet 
He's like that woman who marched with the, was it the Indian uh, team at the opening ceremony of the Olympics? I, you know what? And I did not see one second of the Olympics. Not one second. Not one second. Not Are one you not second. interested in the Olympics? No, I just, just had. A, I've been very busy the yeah. last two months, and I just. But I mean, having said that, my interest level also wasn't that high. Track and field and swimming. I don't really I like sort of team sports, like basketball or whatever. But I just. Uh, it was too hard to coordinate. It seemed like a lot of work to sift through all the channels and stuff. So I just never actually watched. I did four of weeks of a television show that was all about the Olympics, mm. and I watched eleven seconds of it live which was uh, Usain Bolt's right. uh, 100 metres. And then I watched the rest of it just on sort of catch up or whatever because it was un- un- inconvenient times for us. Um, what did you think of that Australian attitude? Fuck, I, sometimes, like, I mean, I love Australians and, like, you know, I, I do. Like, I do. I, I love Australians. But there is a fucking, there was one part of being Australian that really shits me, which is this thing of going, um, hey, we've got someone who might be the best in the world. You're the best in the world. You're going to fucking beat everyone and we're going to be awesome. Oh, you didn't beat everyone. You're fucking shit. Yeah. We hate you. Yeah, you yeah. Let us all down. <laughs> You're like, hang on. Either way, you had nothing to do with that. Yeah. Like, either way, you were still just sitting at home on your fat ass. Like, if he'd won, you would have gone, we are great at sport. And now because he lost, you're going, we yes. are not good at sport. You're like... Well, no, isn't it more like if they win, we are great at sport. Yeah. If you lose, you are terrible at your sport. Totally. And James Magnuson, like, I mean, I know this dude was a little cocky and stuff before the games and whatever. And has a great surname. So. But Usain Bolt is the, the the coolest, like, and cockiest bloke on the planet. Like, if Magnuson had won the race, then everything would be fine. But he lost by point oh one of a second, and everyone's like, fuck you. Fuck you, you loser. By 0.01 of a second. Fuck you for being second best in the world at something. There was a reporter who actually, not him, but they asked another person who got silver, said, are you disappointed with silver? Wow. I, I wanted the, the athlete to say, are you disappointed to be part of a dying profession? <laughs> <laughs> when was the last time you were second at anything, you cunt? That's what I wish the person had said. Yeah. I was like, I'm disappointed your dad didn't come second on a sock next to the bed so you weren't born. How about that? I just came second at the Olympics. Fuck you. <laughs> anyway, I, um... Hang on. Uh, do you want to just turn the light on? Because I cannot see anything. I'm just seeing a giant silhouette talking at me. You know what the funniest thing Being is? very funny, but I... I see you a bit because you've you got, got the, the light in the face. Literally, though, it's like I've been interrogated. It's like one of those uh, true crime shows where they interview a guy who doesn't want to be identified. <laughs> <laughs> I, <was> like, <laughs> I don't want people to know I'm part of this podcast. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, what were... What, what, uh, so we've got the, the Yeah, you're doing oh. a, a corporate event. So... This guy's doing the demonstration. So he comes out. He pours the water on the computer. Ooh. Then, Charlie, he drops the computer on the ground from where he's standing. Uh. Right? Everyone's like, oh. like, because now they realise that he's pitching to the men court masturbating market. <laughs> because, <laughs> because that's who wants to know that their computer is both waterproof and drop-proof. When does the dropping come into the masturbation? When someone catches you oh, masturbating right. and you drop it. You're like, no, 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 drop. <laughs> Is that your instinct is to fling your laptop across the room? Rather than just close the lid, you destroy all evidence. As if it was attacking you. <laughs> I don't know how this got on my computer, but I think I killed it. I think we're safe. Why are your pants down? Don't worry. Don't ask questions now. We just know that we are safe. Whatever it was, whatever that was on that computer, I think I killed it. <laughs> 
He pours water on the computer. Yeah. He drops the computer. Yeah. And what's he saying when he does this? Is he acting gangster? Is he like, yeah, you like that? When he puts some water on it? Yeah, want some of that shit? Yeah. No. Talking smack. It would have been better if he was talking smack. I would have loved that more, but he's doing a bit more. Or some kind of uh, David Crusoe pun as he throws it to the ground, like, download this or something like that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I guess my server's going to (laughs) crash. Uh, no, he was, uh, <laughs> he, that would have been better. Yeah, he was no, but he was he was good. He was doing a good de- demonstration. It wasn't like a bad demonstration. He was doing like a you know because uh, I think they were pitching more to the, the the sort of computers you get your kid first up. You know, because okay. you want your kid to be able to chuck it in their school bag right, or right, like right. you know spill their you know young person's drink right. on it or whatever. So right? it's shockproof and water resistant. Yeah, totally right. It was so, a swatch. Yeah, it was a swatch. <laughs> and you could use that computer 10,000 metres under the sea. <laughs> so um, he's, uh, dropped the, uh, he's dropped the computer on the ground. Then Charlie, he's not done. This is the thing. He's not done. Like, it's like he's about to give it the people's elbow. <laughs> no, <he's>, <laughs> he peeled off his elbow pad, <laughs> swung his arm across his chest a couple of times. Then ran from one side of the stage to the other. Screamed out, you might have beaten us at chess, but take this. <laughs> uh, no, this is what he did. He's... I'd love it if he just hulked up. Yeah. <laughs> just before the final move. <laughs> just see him hulking up. Rips his shirt off. I love this guy. I don't know what this product is, but I want six. Well, uh, then Charlie, he stood on it. Well, like stomp? No, no, just like literally like... Just put his weight he's on. He's a big guy. He's like, I'm going to say he's six foot six and he's like 95, 100. He guys. was the rock. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. He stood on it. Yeah, right. Literally did the rest of his presentation while standing... Both feet. Both feet on top of this computer. By now, he has the audience in here out of the palm of his hand. People are like, my God, A, this guy has come up with the world's greatest invention and B... He is the world's greatest showman. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, he's like Chris Angel or yeah. something. Like, people are just like, this could not be possible. Yeah. Here's what happens next, Charlie. Actually, do you want to guess what happens next? Um, does he turn the computer on? Is that what happens next? Charlie, that's what you would think would happen next, right? Because yeah. that is the big reveal. Yeah, you then turn the computer on. Yeah. Here's and it's what- covered in porn. He throws it across <laughs> the room. For some reason, his pants are down. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> no. Here's what happens next, Charlie. He picks up that computer and he walks off stage. Right. And that is not a demonstration. What? That has suddenly gone from the greatest fucking demonstration of all time. Oh, yeah, so he couldn't take to- it up at all. <laughs> Because it's like because you know what I can fucking pour water on my computer and throw it on the ground and stand on it. But here's what happens: I now need to buy a new computer. It is not a trick until you turn the computer yeah. on again at the end. That's amazing. That is like going to see Chris Angel and he cuts someone in half and then goes, "Ta-da!" I can't. You're like, "No, no, it's not, it's only a trick when you put them back yeah, together exactly. again." Exactly. Now sense it's murder. You've murdered someone, Chris Angel. That's what you've done. You've gone to see Chris Angel. He's cut a woman in half, <laughs> poured water on her, and stood on her head and gone, ta-da! 
Yeah, Chris Angel got arrested for just basically dismembering a woman. So he didn't... Was there any follow-up at all? No, that was it. No video? No. What the fuck? World's worst demonstration. <laughs> what was the joke following that up? Bullshit! <laughs> Charlie, surprisingly, my joke following that up was quite similar to what I just told you now. <laughs> Are you fucking recycling material on our show? <laughs> no, no, no. But without, uh, obviously, all those porn interludes, we, <laughs> we took it. I literally did, had walked up on stage and said, I'm not sure that's a trick until he turns it back on again. <laughs> and everyone in the audience was like, that's what I was thinking as well. <laughs> so is he, uh, or no, it's just he's an He's inventor. one of the people because... He's an inventor. <laughs> he was an inventor. So you were wearing a suit, the corporate gig, and you wore a suit to the bank. So... I'm walking down uh, the... Am I right? Did I connect the dots? Charlie has just understood lost. (laughs) (laughs) You've been dead this whole story, right? Yeah. So um, I'm walking down, uh, and you know this, uh, Bondi Junction. Yeah, yeah. Um, There's a Commonwealth Bank on the corner Mm -hmm. of the the mall there. Now, the, the reason that I kind of have to explain that is that uh, around there, the traffic is really slow. There's yeah. lots of traffic lights. and T, it's pro- T intersection. And yeah. I think one's uh, no no entrance. So it's like yeah. a really slow call. And then there's a mall, like, yeah, yeah. you know, there as well. So it makes all the traffic difficult. Yeah, yeah. So I have been heckled by a guy out of his car window. And it is the most involved heckle of all time. This is literally the heckle that he gave me. He said, hey, Will Anderson. Use the whole name for a start. That's how much time he had as he's driving by slowly to heckle me. Hey, Will Anderson, pretty dressed up, mate. What are you? Going to the bank to try to get a home loan? Wow. World's greatest <laughs> heckle. But he didn't know that I was going to the bank for a home loan. Of all the things to say. That was, this is my point. It's like, A, that's a weird fucking heckle. Are you sure this guy existed? Or is this like a beautiful mind where it was just like a split side of your personality that you imagined? Because that is eerily accurate and incongruous for the circumstances. It was stunning. It was literally... Because it wasn't... It's not even... Who yells that out? Who yells that out? <laughs> but here's the thing that is even worse than that, Charlie, is he doesn't know... How accurate he was. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, there was part of me that literally wanted to run after the car and just go, dude. That's exactly what I'm saying. You have a power that you should be using for mankind. You may be like the mentalist or something. That's brilliant. Is that not? That's amazing. That's astounding. Did you actually think that that you're being set up? That would make me suspicious that maybe it was a Truman show. I would doubt everything in my life. Oh, that like all my renovations were a hoax? Yeah. Everything in your life is a, like, has been like set up by someone else. That is just too bizarre. I mean, like, what are a, the odds of a guy heckling you like a, with not a heckle? I've been thirty eight years. I'm thirty eight years old, and people have heckled me both professionally and in real life, and on the internet. In fact, a lot. And in my house, stop saying, <laughs> stop saying mean things about me. Um, <laughs> um, never had a heckle like that. Yeah. And on a day when I was actually going to the bank, of one of the only two times in my life I've gone to the bank to get a home loan. The, the odds of that must be astronomical, do you not think? Uh, yeah. Astronomical. But uh, I, I just can't understand his motivation. Like, he was either trying to just be cheeky and, you know, you'd nod and that laugh, or he was trying to insult you. But And it doesn't fall in either of those two categories because it's virtually like a statement of fact that has no negative or positive outcome. Are you getting a home loan? doesn't mean anything good or bad, does it? 
Why, do you, why would so. you? It is a neutral statement. You know what I mean? <laughs> like normally you yell something out to provoke a reaction, but he yelled out a completely <laughs> neutral statement. Hey, Will Anderson, you've combed your hair and you're wearing a shirt. You, you're totally right. Because what I he really, if you want to insult me, was um, it would say something even on the same theme. If he'd wanted yeah. to riff on that same theme, if he'd want to insult me, what he would have said was like. Hey, Will, doesn't matter how dressed up you are, mate, you're not going to get the fucking loan. Yeah. Right. That's yeah. A, yeah, it's provocative. It's a provocative, it's provocative. You've used the fact that I'm dressed up and I'm near a bank yeah. to put the, yeah, something aggressive. But it was more, you're right, it was a statement a complete, of It's a completely neutral statement It was of like fact. being heckled by not Bruce McAvaney. <laughs> he was just describing the action. He wasn't putting a spin on it at all. Well, Anderson, left step, right step. <laughs> It's amazing. I just, I love the fact that he's got this, he's wound down the window. He's got the opportunity to yell something out and he yells out the blandest, most neutral statement ever. And yet, the most genius and accurate statement yeah. ever. So like... So he now writes for me on the Gruen Transfer. Yeah. I'd like to know who that is. If like, I, I if anyone knows, like, because I mean, imagine it's yeah, something you might, might tell, tell someone, someone about or, like, or whatever. I got Anderson a beauty today. <laughs> I'll see if he was going to the bank for a home loan. <laughs> then you'll be like, well, it's funny you should mention that. <laughs> like so you, got, get... you got heckled by a precog, essentially. Yeah. With the bald, like uh, the, the precogs from Minority Report, you know, those three bald twins. You know what the thing about... Like, <laughs> it was why, a van of Why are twins? people who know everything bald? Like, what's that about? Like, in Fringe, which we've mentioned quite a lot in the last, you know, few episodes, and uh, the, <laughs> which will become... Quite ironic uh, later on because uh, anyway we'll get to that when we get to that. But I um the, the people who know everything in the, the watchers in that are, are all bald as well. There's something about like being bald that says to people, oh yeah, serious, yeah they know shit. Yeah, Professor X, Luke, Lex Luthor. It does. Is it hard to pull off knowing everything with a haircut? Like, right. does your haircut sort of like go? They're like, ah, he he says he knows everything, but he looks like a fucking hippie from a purely aesthetic point of view. It's bald people accentuates their brain. So sty- oh, yeah, yeah, stylistically, right. you are saying that this person uses their brain. It's like their brain is so big, it's forced all the hair follicles out. <laughs> <laughs> that is kind of what it is, though, right? It's, like, like, it's like the brain has swollen so much that it doesn't even have room to put bits of hair in there. Yeah, that's I'd right. I like that. Okay, all right. But yeah, that's how it works. World's worst brain surgery. <laughs> Yeah, do, are you, uh, you know, like in horror films or like, you know, those 50s kind of B-movies, like giant brains were always like a kind of motif of like yeah. evil? Yeah. Is, is, what is the subtext of that, that like the more intelligence you have, the more evil you become? Like, shouldn't we be celebrating more intelligence? Shouldn't that be a good thing? I mean, was there ever a character who was good who had a giant brain in like comics or sci-fi or anything like that? They're always bad. I know. Well, I mean... Brainiac? Did Brainiac have a giant brain or he was just called Brainiac? Uh, he was just called Brainiac, but I assume he had a giant brain. Yeah. Uh, Pinky in the Brain? He doesn't have a giant brain, does he? Pinky in the head. Brain? He has yeah. a giant head. That's why he's the brain, because he has a giant brain. I thought it was brains, like brains, you know, from Thunderbirds. I thought it was just a nickname. <laughs> no, no. Like, Pinky was like the goofy the one, one. And, like, brains was always had these in- ingenious but schemes to take of, over the world. But he was, he, his motivations, yeah, so he's evil. Yeah. Yeah, so... He, no one with a big brain has ever been portrayed as being good. Stephen Hawking. No, but like physically. I, well, Professor X. 
No, but it, no. What I mean oh, is like mean, an enlarged, <laughs> like one of those ones that is like a giant, yeah, like like, like, uh, it's like a giant in uh, Green Lantern or, yeah. or or Mars Attacks. You know, big brains. All and it's weird too with. with the big brain that it often looks like a a, a giant scrotum. scrotum. Yeah, like they don't do brain as in like a giant like just skull, head, but it always comes in like yeah, it's balls. Yeah, that's right. Why is that? Why is that? Well, there's the left side and right side of the brain. It's, yeah, it's the. Uh, well, I'm not going to fucking even try and guess what the sides of the brain are called. You should do some study on whether it's the same for nuts. Uh, uh, <laughs> if, you're, if your left hand is, it, is lower uh, than your right, you're more creative. That fucking guy on Facebook who loves to uh, criticize us for our medical inaccuracies. I think it's called medulla oblongata. Is that what the the part of your brain that controls aggression? That's when they used to give you a lobotomy? Medulla oblongata? Oh, you know, and you know how I know this? Waterboy. The Waterboy, the Adam Sandler film. The doesn't uh, doesn't medulla? Oh, what is it? Medulla oblongata. Doesn't that mean don't worry, be happy for the rest of your life? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what it means. Medulla oh. oblongata. <laughs> what a wonderful phrase, medulla oblongata. <laughs> yes. Oh. Uh-huh. So I'm getting renovations on my house. This oh, was the okay. whole point of this story, Charlie. Yeah. And uh, you haven't seen them. I saw the deck. Yeah, you've seen a bit of the deck, yeah. right? Uh, you know, uh, uh, but I've, I've built a studio out Shit. the back of the house like uh, to do the podcast. Like I've knocked down the, the sauna that I never used and I've like built an actual... Where someone actually had sex once. Yeah. Your housewarming. Yeah, that's Who right. Who was that? Well, that's can't say, can't say. say. If you went over your place with a UV light... <laughs> What are you going to find? Like, uh, here's what happened. Like, before everyone did the renovations, they brought in the CSI lab. <laughs> and it was just giant. Help me! <laughs> Listen to Toe Pop. <laughs> um, <laughs> Great advertising. <laughs> yeah, subliminal. Um, so I've done heaps of renos, but the last thing that needed to be done was, like, by the time you fix shit, then the, your house looks shit, right? Yeah. So I thought, you know what? We're going to paint the house. And oh, because the renovations are looking better than everything yeah, else. Yeah, because I've fixed yeah. up everything. We've like put pavers in the front bit. I've put in a new garden. Like I've fixed the place. And suddenly my house just looks like shit. Yeah. Because everything else is so good. Yeah. Right? I understand why people get one bit of plastic surgery now. And then suddenly they, you know, just everything goes. Because you fix one thing. And, and, then you get and the problem is else. that it's so new and beautiful that you're like, oh, nothing else matches this yeah, new yeah, and beautiful yeah. thing. I have to make everything else look like this, yeah. right? It's a bit like that with home renos. So, yeah. so I got my loan. Ha ha, fucking heckler. And, uh, well, wait, don't, what do you mean, fuck you, heckler? He was actually saying that you I must mean, be doing that. I mean, good on you, heckler. <laughs> I concur, heckler. If he'd said, hey, Will Anderson, pretty dressed up. What are you, going for a home loan? Don't worry, they'll approve it. <laughs> <laughs> then I would not say fuck you. So it's been painted by these Ukrainian guys. They may not be Ukrainian. Russian? Like, I couldn't tell the difference. Yeah, well, I don't want it to be racist about it, but they're from that part of the world, right? And they're fucking awesome painters. They're doing such a good job. And um, You pay on time, Will. Mark my words. <laughs> You pay on time. <laughs> they came in, they painted a bit of the house, then they told me I had a lot of pretty things <laughs> and it'd be a pity if ever any of them got broken. Yeah. <laughs> it's a photo of your family? <laughs> yeah, we know where you live. I know, I gave you the address <laughs> so you can paint the house. World's worst gangster. <laughs> so, I, um, 
they're painting my house, Charlie. Mm. And I realised something about my house today. So my house used to be like, um, I don't even know what colour it was. Like it was kind of a, I don't know, what colour was it? Like it was a... Uh, oh, the outside? Yeah, the outside of the house. No idea. But green? Brown? White? No, it's like a, it's like a paley sort of... A pink? Salmon camel? Pink. Camel? <laughs> What the fuck is camel? Brown? Was it brown? I have no idea. So you no, it's kind of like a yellowy bizarre. sort the of... The amount of times I've been to your house and I don't think I've ever paid attention to what the outside of it looked well, like. Well, I'm going to tell you two things about what the colour of the outside of my house were, Charlie. A, firstly, most of it was mould and dirt, it turns out. <laughs> uh, once the... No, I remember you. Okay, it was green. Once the Ukrainian... Green and fuzzy. When the Ukrainian guys came and, like, washed the walls first... Like, my house literally already changed colour. Wow. So that was the first bit. Not wow. my fault. It was already a bit like that when I moved in. And it is fucking Sydney. Like, yeah. everything has mould in Exactly. City. And I live near the water. Yeah, and yeah. Anyway, whatever. So, second thing is, this is what colour it is now. Fucking black, motherfucker. Oh, shit. I painted my house fucking black. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. But here's the best bit to give it. Cause you you can't your house black? Black. Well, it's like a, kind of like a really dark grey, but it's as close okay. to black as you can paint your house yeah, without. Really. Does it come in going, black? Yeah. Did you love saying that? <laughs> That's what I was like. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Literally, they were going to paint the house. Oh, and you I was wouldn't like this, Mr. Anderson. <laughs> it comes <laughs> And yes, it does come in black. <laughs> meanwhile, I'm in the house and they're like, why are you talking to a coffee cup? And I'm like, I'm Bane. I'm uh, so... What are you doing, Will Anderson? <laughs> Pretending you're Bane from The Dark Knight Rises? <laughs> it's like, how the fucking guy know where I live? Oh, that's right. I can give him the... Then the once my house is painted, <laughs> you have my permission to leave. <laughs> so, I, um... Uh, they said, oh, well, you've got to break up the black. You can't just have a black house. Like, Ooh, you've got to racist. break... Of course you can have a black house, man. Can't just have a black house, man. That's not what people do. You've got to break it up with yeah. other colours so that, like, you know, okay. So here's what they did. They said they put... We'll put some white trimmings around the windows and oh, yeah. sort of the front oh, of the I know house. this. I know what it's looking like. Now. Yeah, right? Idea. Beautiful. They said, but here's the one other thing that you need to do to kind of break this shit up. You need to have one more colour. What we're going to propose is we paint your front door... Red. Red. Charlie... My house is in the St Kilda Football Clubs. <laughs> all right, all right. I'm right. literally, I'm like Molly Meldrum. <laughs> I painted my house in the St Kilda Football Clubs. You know what's even worse than that? If you're because your door is kind of concealed, so from the front you're actually painted your house in Collingwood colours. No, no, no. You can see the door. You can definitely see the door oh, from, is the there, from the bedroom or from the no, because well, because you haven't seen what they've done in the front, but they've cleared out the fuck out of everything. Oh, so really? you can literally from the street can just see the door now. So that whole passage, yeah. that fucking step of death with yeah. the security light that doesn't no step come of on death until anymore. oh, it works now. That security uh, light. I'm going to tell you a couple of things about my house that you might not know, Charlie. A, the security light that used to come on five minutes after you're in the house <laughs> now comes on before you get to the bit where the step was. Oh, brilliant! Secondly, the amount of times I've like walked out of your house and towing, sticking a toe out ahead of me every two meters because I was so scared of breaking my neck. A, the security light comes on. B, no fucking step, Charlie. Step's gone. Bang. Take that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Take that step. Fuck off. Tell your story, walking pal. Oh, I got that conveyor belt now. Yeah. Conveyor belt from the front gate to the front door. So, you can see right to the... So, you literally have St Kilda football colours. My awesome. house is in St Kilda football colours. Like... I approve. I, well, I thought I thought you of all people might. But here's the best bit. Out the back, my office, which they've also painted, 
because they don't do that in the same colour as the house. So they've gone, we'll paint that like a lighter grey, like, yeah, with the same white trim and the, the little bit of red. I have their alternate strip. What do you mean? Like, I, I saw St Kilda play the other day, and they are playing in, like, a grey and red and white. Like, the other night, it was like a 100-year anniversary sort of really? alternate script. And it was like a lot... Well, it's a lighter black. Like, you know, okay. it's a lighter colour. And I was like, oh, my God. My house is like St Kilda at home. And, <laughs> and away. my office is St Kilda away. <laughs> well, that's a good omen, Will. If you're looking for <laughs> success over a 115-year period... You'll have one moment of defined success. It's probably based on a fluke more than anything. And then it'll just be years of disappointment and heartbreak from then on. So no different to the team I follow. So <laughs> that's fine. That's fine. <laughs> I'm down with that. Red, white. But it doesn't look... From this... What about the tiles and shit? Do you have tiles? Yeah, well, the tiles on the roof are kind Orange. of like... No, they're like a, a dark colour anyway, so it kind okay. of... Okay. So at night time, is it like concealed, like the Batmobile? It's stealth, yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. It's, it's also during Halloween, you won't get those fucking kids knocking your door. They just get to your front gate. It's like, well, vacant block. Oh, well. Can you imagine? Oh, my God. If Amy didn't live there, like there literally would have been a moment when they were painting my house black and they were like, and what color do you want the door? I'm like, yellow with a bat symbol. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, have you installed poles yet down to a basement? You guys yeah. dig a cave underneath yeah. my house? Yeah. Yeah, just like that? a, kind of like a lair. Yeah. <laughs> With some sort of secret entrance that I can go to. And lots of computers that I have no, no idea how to operate. No. But I can pour water on them and step on them. This is not going to be our, um, you know, talk about the, the sort of the Dark Knight Rises episode because we've got other shit to get to. And I think we should save that for a special time. Yeah. We'll, we'll do a big special episode where we... I did see it again last week. Yeah. I understood a lot more <laughs> the second time round. Here's what I'm going to say, just about, not about the movie, literally just about something we can talk about, which is this. I think Alfred has seriously limited what he chose as a career based (laughs) on the obvious skills that he has. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like for a guy who's like, can dress field wounds. Yeah. Uh, you know, he's uh, had military training, because he was in some sort of like, you know, knows, knows like communications, can do comms, can find out shit about Bane in like 24 hours, yeah, that no one else seems to know about, yeah, and and has a pretty defined opinion over a guy that not many people really know about, yeah. And here's the thing is like, <laughs> and can dispense amazing life advice at the drop <laughs> of a hat, yeah. Um, but also when. Bruce Wayne goes down and, like, you know, Alfred's like, where's, you know, Master Wayne? And he goes down and he's in the Batcave and he's, you know, kind of on the computers. Like, the idea is that he's literally not been probably down there that much for, like, let's say, well, maybe not eight years, like, because maybe he tried to do the, you know, the project and blah, blah, blah. But, like, in the last... Like the Channel 10 show. Yeah, tried to do the project. (laughs) (laughs) I've got to get on this show. I have some witty one-liners about popular news stories. Um, he uh, no no but he hasn't been down there much right he tried to get up the clean energy project for a while and then that didn't work out and then he's just essentially limping around in Wayne Manor right yeah hasn't been down to the Batcave that's kind of the premise yeah all that shit is in amazing working order right he doesn't have to go down there and fucking spend like you know a day and a half 
like, you know, with his little thing up in the corner going, you have some, like, software uploads yeah, that you yeah, need to yeah, go yeah. through. Would you like to install? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes, no. I mean, I can't buy a fucking phone that isn't out of date 18 months from there, and he hasn't been in the back cave for somewhere between four and eight years, and all that shit is in top-notch order. That yeah. means one of two things. Either there's been someone coming in to fix the equipment, which doesn't really seem... Very like, good for a secret identity. Yeah. yeah. Or Alfred... Like, been updating it. Has computer skills at the level of Steve Jobs. Oh, that or Lucius has just been kitting him out. Lucius just probably sends him every time he gets a new like consignment. Just, just comes in, upgrades it. But yeah. there's never ever been a scene where Lucius has been in the Batcave. Like there's no sort of Yeah, I suppose. Acknowledgement that he's So yeah, it would have got it would get mailed to Alfred mm. under some false like name. Yeah. Wayne Tech Industries, blah blah blah, and then he would have to install it, put it together. Fuck, man. So what I'm saying is... It is in his 70s, right? If Alfred is that good with computers as in his 70s, like, is that good with, like, dispensing advice, with Medical, dressing words? Yeah. What point in Alfred's life did he go, fuck it, I'm going to be a butler. <laughs> I'm going to make people tea and make their bed. Well, I think... I think the point was when he realised that he could work for a family of super, super wealthy people... Yeah. And if you could just arrange the parents to get knocked off at some knocked stage, off. he pretty much gets like access and then to the family's child as some sort of vigilante. Yeah, get him distracted. <laughs> Encourage him to do some kind of like, you know, crazy activity. And you Actually, to be honest with you, you're right. Because Imagine if that was the twist at the end of Dark Knight Rises. That it was all the it was all the product of Alfred's like mastermind plan. That would that, have been a fucking that twist. Alfred had set up the fact that, that Bruce Wayne's yeah. parents got killed yeah. so that he could live in Wayne Manor. Yeah, and drive the roles. <laughs> I mean, that is a bitch in life, Alfred. Yeah, definitely. And that's even, why I say, that's why I reckon... Even in Dark No Rises, he was taking a holiday once a year <laughs> from minding a house for no one. <laughs> he was exactly. literally like, minding a millionaire's manor with no one around and he's like, yeah. better take a holiday every year <laughs> in the you, same joint. Yeah, you just answered your own question. That is oh, why he man. took the job. I mean, if he worked, if he had done military service, like, you know, if you're going to go into a job after like putting your life in the line, I think a fucking cushy job where you mind one snot-nosed kid in a giant estate, send him off to boarding school. I mean, it's a fucking good point. <laughs> you're an idiot if you haven't killed him. <laughs> <laughs> that would have just been the the greatest Batman story of all time. Alfred set up Martha Wayne and what was his dad's name? Bruce's dad was something Wayne. Wayne. Wayne Wayne. Wayne Wayne. Wayne, Wayne. <laughs> <laughs> Internet sensation Wayne Wayne. Wasn't he a Filipino midget? Wayne Wayne? He's one of the Thomas at- Wayne. No, Thomas, yeah. Thomas and Martha Wayne. Um, uh, Wang Wang is one of the <laughs> the um, Adelaide Pandas. Ah, oh, yeah, but Wang Wang is also. A, have you not seen the Wang Wang videos on YouTube? No. Gatesy and Justin showed me. Uh, he's the, there's in the seventies. There was this. Oh, look, I might get this wrong. It sounds like a default fact, but a Filipino movie star who was a midget, but he's like he's he would pl- do these James Bond type movies where he was like this midget. <laughs> private eye who would beat up bad guys and seduce ladies if you type in wang wang i think it's w-e-n-g into youtube you can see these videos like trailers for his films where he's like in a little like a white tuxedo beating up bad guys and you know like kissing ladies and stuff awesome and there's like, even people have written songs about him like wang wang oh wang wang <laughs> <laughs> and then it goes after that wang i'm gonna look I, well, that does, okay i don't know if i'm making that up i'm just gonna just quickly google wang wang <laughs> 
Okay, so Wang Wang. <laughs> Wang Wang. He exists. Okay, So cool. off to a good start. And now is it both W-E-N-G, W-E-N-G? Yeah, oh, yeah I think it's a nickname because it okay. says here... Wang he's... squared. <laughs> <laughs> like fooey, fooey, his, moi, moi. His real name was Ernesto de la Cruz. He was born okay. in 1957. He passed away August 29th, 1992. Pour, a, pour out a 40-ouncer for Wang Wang. Yep. Better known as Wang Wang, a Filipino actor and martial artist, only 83 centimetres tall, which okay. is 2 foot 9 inches. So Ooh. what's 2 foot not like? So if you've got two subways... Two, almost two and a half subways, footlongs. That's how big he was. Oh, that's uh, tiny. That, I want imagine, to if terms. Everyone, imagine if everyone was measuring... Right, so you can imagine a subway footlong, right? <laughs> Over two and a half subways. Right. Um, I this- am um, six subways plus half a six inch. <laughs> you wish. <laughs> He's listed in the Guinness World Records as the shortest adult actor in a leading role. So he's obviously still, he must be smaller than um, Mini-Me. He's, uh, what was, so what was, what was that fact? Tell me that again. He's in the Guinness World Records as the shortest adult actor in a leading role. I he, guess Mini-Me has never done the leading does role. Does Tom Cruise not count? Nah. <laughs> <laughs> he played secret agent Double Zero in For Your Height Only. Oh, brilliant. <laughs> okay. But for some reason... But surely wouldn't it be called For Your Thighs Only? Because that's where he would reach to. The weird thing is your, in your height only, is spelt Y apostrophe you are. For your height only. Y apostrophe you are. For your, for your height only. Is that like a Bob Dylan song? For your height only. only. And the impossible kid. Bob Dylan was just writing films for the Filipino (laughs) market. He also starred in the Western The Wild Wild Wang. <laughs> I would love Will Smith to have done a soundtrack of that. The Wild Wild Wang. I would. I just like if he was one of those things where every time he ordered or entered a room, he was like, "You Wang." <laughs> Is that racist? I'm not sure. No, I don't think so. I hope it's not. All right. So Wang Wang, okay, born was really short. He's when. <laughs> When his mother gave birth to Wang Wang, his size was no bigger than a small Coke bottle. Oh. But, like, that's hilarious. Couldn't they just... That's almost as bad as me saying he's two and a half subways. No. You have What's to a small his, Coke you bottle? You have to measure his height only in uh, uh, popular fast food. products. <laughs> he was like, three mini Mars bars. Um, the, you know what? Jay-Z's cock, we've spoken about this before, is often referred to as looking like a 600ml Pepsi bottle. You were, so that could actually say, when Wing Wing was born, he was the size, he of, was the size of Jay-Z's, Jay-Z's cock. cock. Wow. Imagine seeing a cock your height. Um, okay. Growing up as a child, Wang Wang was described by his brother and some of his childhood peers as a mischievous but cheerful kid. He's also an avid martial arts enthusiast when he was young. He trained hard and diligently and became a skilled fighter. Excuse me. Uh, So he started in show business with an independent film. Uh, They shopped him around to other film producers and cinema outfits, which landed him early roles in movies, playing a little child, a small animal, or an alien from outer space. Was he Elf? (laughs) If Wing Wing was Elf, I'd be in Wing Wing. Wang Wang. Wang Wang's first movie part was believed to be that of the baby Moses in the Filipino biblical epic Go Tell It to the Mountain, which also starred future Philippine president Joseph Estrada as the what? adult Moses. I don't know much about the Philippines, but like if this Wikipedia entry is anything to go by, it's fascinating. This sounds like someone's got to the Philippines Wikipedia page. Yeah. <laughs> 
Another of his early roles was in the 1973 sci-fi film called Moon Boy from Another Planet. <laughs> Wouldn't he be from the moon? Like, Which isn't even a planet. <laughs> moon boy's all fucked up. He played a small alien, oh, fuck, he's typecast, who accidentally crashed here on Earth and eventually befriended a poor Filipino boy. It does sound like Alf. This low-budget film was shown almost a decade ahead of another Alien Meets Boy story, the Hollywood blockbuster movie E.T. And they seriously trying to pick... <laughs> they ripped off Wang Wang from another... I'm sick of Spielberg ripping off my Wang Wang. That is that is a fucking bold statement, and there's no you know sometimes in Wikipedia when there's like a spurious citation. statement they say you know citation yeah, needed citation no needed. citation needed that's fucking fact according to Wikipedia. Uh, Manoy, who's the director of the film, later tried unsuccessfully to sue Hollywood filmmaker Steven Spielberg, claiming he'd ripped off the idea of ET from him. Wow, how far in the court process do you think that got? After playing cameo roles in a string of low-budget sci-fi martial Maybe arts Maybe when they asked if he wanted one phone call, he said, I want to find home. <laughs> Boo. Boo. In 1980, Wang Wang <laughs> was introduced to the king of Philippine comedy. Guess what his name is? And you'll never guess. I don't know why I'm asking. Why You'll never get this in a million years. Um, I'll give you a hint. Gray. I'll give you a hint. It's uh, one of the expendables... One of the Expendables. Uh, if you if you were talk, if you were addressing one of the Expendables in an affectionate way, kind of like the way an Australian likes to address Sly. people. Sly, no. Arnie, no. Um, Jean, <laughs> Claude, uh, J- uh, oh, fuck, I don't know, Chuck, uh, <laughs> Liam. <laughs> Wouldn't be much of a story, but Liam. I didn't see. I didn't see the example. Ivan Drago. Ivan Drago. Is. Played by, uh, by um, Dolph Lundgren. Lundgren. Dolphy. He is uh, the king of Philippine comedy. Dolphy. Dolphy, with his film outfit, RVN Productions, produced a spy spoof hit, The Quick Brown Fox, starring Dolphy and introducing Wang Wang as his Kato-inspired sidekick. Oh. This was Wang Wang's first big budget role in a movie. The success of this movie revo- resulted uh, in them producing a sequel entitled The Best in the West, D-A, as in like gangster, The West in the oh, West. Oh, yeah, Best in the West. Yeah, but that's ahead of its time. We're talking the 70s. We're yeah, just saying a, a lot of people rip shit off Wang Wang. <laughs> Steven Spielberg, gangsters. Inspired by the success of Wang Wang's big budget film debut, uh, da, 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 he played another Secret Service agent and named uh, Agent Double Zero, obviously inspired by James Bond. On, gee, that's okay. So they're going to fucking sue Spielberg for ripping their idea off, but they have no problem ripping off James Bond. Yeah. But Where are well, your principles, Wang Wang? Once they, once they realised you could just steal things. Like, oh, you can't believe his biggest hit, Kiss Kiss Wang Wang. <laughs> that's how I approach a first date. Hi, I'm Charlie. Kiss Kiss Wang Wang. And then, uh, of course, the sequel, Chitty Chitty Wang Wang. <laughs> um... Oh, dear. By the late 80s, film and television roles had dried up. Oh, no. They ran out of small alien children and pet roles. And according to some sources, Wang Wang had begun drinking heavily. Oh, no. I wouldn't have been that heavily if you're only... Hitting the (laughs) minibar. Wang Wang died in Pase City, Philippines in 92 of a heart attack, age 34. Man, he's younger than me, Wang Wang. man. 
Rest in peace, Wang Wang. Yeah, I'll never be half the man Wang Wang is. Well, I think you would be double like the man. About six times. Um, posthumous interest. Wang Wang is a subject of an Australian cult video store owner turned guerrilla filmmaker Andrew Leivold's documentary titled The Search for Wang Wang. Oh. So you can probably stick this out in your local video. Who, he's not like getting DVD stores don't exist anymore. No. Find Download his, it illegally yeah, yeah. from somewhere. Leivold had ascertained that there are 11 confirmed Wang Wang films and a further two awaiting verification. Was it the fucking, like, Shroud of Turin? <laughs> what the fuck is going on? Yep. He's you the size of two and a half subways. You need 13. <laughs> you need 13 for him to officially be a saint. Three Dolphy films, The Best in the West, Stereray, and The Quick Brown... Stereray? That, that doesn't make any sense. Uh, in the TV archives of Manila... But they're still pretty similar. Blah, blah, blah. Wang Wang's online recognition grew in April 2007 with the release of the Wang Wang rap video by Chuds and JR of Our Room. This video was picked up by Australian music forum Faster Louder, making Wang Wang a popular meme oh, yeah, right. amongst members. So he lives on in our hearts. Yeah, exactly. Rather than a DVD box set, he has a manila folder. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm sorry for all these jokes. <laughs> Sorry, Wang Wang. Wang Wang, rest in peace. Yeah, wow. Wang Wang. <laughs> How did we get on to Wang Wang? I don't know. How did we get into Wang Wang? No, it doesn't matter. I um, went up to Splendour in the Grass, uh, the, the music festival, Yeah. Uh, which was fun. Um, I met someone that, that you would have uh, absolutely fucking loved. Um, uh, my uh, girlfriend Amy has a, a cousin, I think. I think she's her cousin. And she's 17. And you know it's Splendour. Like, it's a big rock festival and everyone sort of walks there and it's, it gets quite muddy. So they'll set up stores along the way where people might sell, like, you know, gumboots or whatever or, like, just crafts and stuff in Byron Bay. She went down there on the Sunday. She's 17 years old and she needed some money. So she baked a tray of brownies, right? Sold a tray of brownies, like, just a regular tray of brownies for $160, $15 per brownie. Because every time... $15 a brownie. She just advertised $15 a brownie. And people would come up to her and go, what's in these brownies? And she would just wink at them. Wow. But she didn't say anything. What a fucking genius. But she would just wink at them. And people would buy these brownies. She sold a whole tray for a whole $160. That is fucking smart. Is it not? That is smart. That's genius. I didn't say anything. I didn't say anything. I winked. I have an eye condition. And you know that there would have been at least a conversation later that afternoon between two people where one of them was like, I don't feel fucking anything from that. <laughs> this is fucking bullshit. And there would have been another one going, oh, no, no, no. No, 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 no. Wait, wait. No. Oh, uh, spin no, around. Just yeah. spin. <laughs> why, why back? Why back on yeah, the ground? Just like, just back on the ground. Hyperventilate. Yeah. <laughs> I think the brownie will kick in. You smoke this joint. It'll bring on the pot and the brownie. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, uh, we have we have news, like big news. We've been we haven't been doing a podcast for um, ages, and there's been heaps of people online who have been like, "Where the fuck is our free entertainment?" And I'm sorry that we've not been able to provide it for you, but we've had a a De- thing, a development. We've had a development. Yeah, which is uh, it's difficult because we can't actually talk. Say about what it the is. Difficult. We can we can talk. I think we can talk vaguely about what it is yeah. without naming the specific thing, right? Yes. We're allowed to do that. Yeah, sure. Okay, so 
Um, it, it's funny. I, I, I keep thinking about this because we've known about this for, for a little while and we've been trying to work through what we're allowed to say and what we're not allowed to say and all those sort of things. Um, but I thought it was really ironic that all we talked about in the previous couple of podcasts we'd done was the TV show Fringe and Fop and this amazing universe where shit was going bad for me <laughs> and things were going awesome for you. And... <laughs> And I got back to Australia and shit just started going bad for me. Mm, you haven't this, had a good run. There was this article. It all started with such an innocuous thing, a thing that even, that now doesn't even seem like a big thing. But I, um, there was an article about me in GQ, which I think we mentioned yeah. that I'd flown back to, to do this photo shoot for GQ and they wanted to do this piece. And the guy who wrote it, and I, I don't think he was trying to be malicious. He literally just misquoted something I said and made it sound like the exact opposite of what I'd said. Like it was it's something along the lines of you was asking me about, you know, when I first, you know, became a comedian. And when I first became a comedian in Australia, that was not a job. Like there wasn't people who like these days, people were like, well, I might be a comedian as a career. Yeah. But like back when I first started, it was like, oh, right. So bombs. You want to be you like bombs? Yeah. <laughs> you don't you don't want to work? You're gonna be Why a, don't you just you're be a, a great break? waiter. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. How do you feel about mini golf? <laughs> so um, I said to him, which is a thing I say, and maybe it's a careless thing of me to say, but I always tell this story about when I first told my parents that I wanted to be a comedian and there was this, this look in their eyes of going, couldn't you have just said you were gay? Yeah. It'd be easier to be gay than be a comedian. <laughs> and I told that and he kind of printed it and it made it sound like I was saying something dismissive about how easy it was to be gay or whatever. So yeah. it really bothered me. Turns out that over the next few weeks and months shit in my life was just going to fall apart so my life you know just started to sound like a fucking country and western song you know like yeah shit has not been good at home and I won't go into that of course out of respect but um, my car got stolen mm-hmm. and like I fucking lost the job that I had guaranteed and it was like just shit started to fucking fall apart anyway on the opposite side of that shit has started to go fucking awesome for you, which yeah, is that's a right. good thing. Yeah. So I guess this is the moment. This is the bit where we have to kind of vaguely tell people about what's going on, yeah. right? So essentially, I guess what it is, is that, uh, you know, we have separate careers beyond TOEFOP. Yeah. Well, because this is not a career. <laughs> this is something that <laughs> well, we no, pour money is, into. But this is something that I think for like the last two years, like I have... <laughs> really bit love doing and been very focused yep. on and, and, and can, you know, see like a real future. Like and I it's think been it's, two years. We did 83 episodes. Well, this is episode 83 or 84. I'm not uh, sure if we're splitting this down the bottom. But, yeah, yeah. Um, but anyway, this is, yeah, we, when we started this, we'd done 82 before this. That's literally two years of, you know, basically once a week doing something. Like, you know, we, we love doing it. Yeah, yeah. And so that had been pretty much my focus. But... I have other pursuits, you know, I'm right, I'm act and I produce. And in the last uh, couple of months, these other jobs have started to take off for me. To cut a long story short, my commitment to these jobs means that TOEFOP is going to have to go on hiatus for a while. Yeah, because they are willing to offer you money in exchange <laughs> for not doing this. Yeah. <laughs> and... This, well, in, in particular, one of your jobs, which is an acting job, I think we're allowed to say yeah. you've got an acting job, right? Yeah. We're, we're not at this stage allowed to contractually mention what the acting job and where it's for, but like yeah. it will become apparent to at least people in Australia. Actually, yeah. you know, it's a anyway. We're yeah. not, <laughs> we won't go too much into it, but yeah. maybe people even worldwide what the what the job is. Yeah. 
But it's one of those things that they, they're a bit more like, you know... This they're is very protective of, a, of their brand. Yes. This is kind of a family, more family-orientated thing. Yeah. And it turns out that this... Apparently. ...doesn't fit into what their strict definition of, of being a family-orientated thing is. Yeah. Ironically... I've had a career right through this and no one's ever tapped me on the shoulder and said, do shut up. <laughs> so clearly... There is a difference. No one gives a fuck about what I say. So, it, I mean, it's not. this is not like a... Hasn't been an easy decision or something that, you know, was... was I, you know, I, I was able to decide easily because... It's fucking devastating. Like, I mean, I, I, like, I don't... I mean, you, I know when I was literally uh, up north at a funeral when you rang me and I know you rang me... You I know, know that's... That made me feel great, <laughs> having to call you at a funeral to give you some more good news. I was, uh, you know what? It was, it was not my. It was Amy's granddad who who passed, and he was one of the fucking best blokes ever. But he was ninety seven, and he had an, like an aneurysm or something in his sleep. Like you know, like I mean, yeah, a, a life well go lived that way, yeah. And a, and a fucking great guy who didn't stop driving until four years ago, and literally was like my favorite. Like yeah, you know, if I who cracked onto my girlfriend oh, on Christmas Day about four years ago, absolute corker. I would like literally, I would go to a party, like you know, like one of those family parties where I'm the person who's like the on and I would just find him in the in the corner and tell me stories about the war and call me Gil. <laughs> <laughs> but one of the fucking greatest Gil. blokes of all time. Yeah. And like I don't know if you've ever had to go to a funeral where like everyone else there is family and you're literally just the partner of mm. someone who's in that family, you know. Mm. And so we've gone to the like the church reception afterwards because you're involved in the church and stuff and and Charlie Here's what churches fucking should advertise more that they do well. Slice. Oh, what kind? Do you like a bit of slice? Yeah, yeah. Well, I it depends. Fu- wow. Nothing mate, like marzipan. Mate, no, this was like a range of, like, this was like sort of chocolate you know, brownie slice. Chocolate. There was the old school sort of lemon slice. There was jelly slice. Apricot. There was like apricot oh. slice. Like, literally any slice you can think of. Yeah, like that slice, chocolate coconut man. old school yeah, slice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like everything. The whole table was plates of slice. That you could have afterwards. Yeah. Here's what I did, Charlie. And I'm not sure this makes me a bad person <laughs> or not, but this is what I did. There's only so much slice I can eat at three o'clock in the afternoon. But I knew later that night there would be a time where I would really enjoy some slice. <laughs> you filled your buckets? <laughs> I stole slice from the funeral. I stole a lot of slice. All right, here's the question. You put it in a napkin, right? Yeah, and then you wrapped it in the napkin and put it in your pocket. I did. And you picked a pocket that was like a jacket pocket because you knew you wouldn't that would be constricted. You wouldn't squish it. You wanted like a loose kind of pocket, right? A Even loose worse, Charlie, here's what I did. I took trips to the car. <laughs> you loaded up the boot with slice. Dirty slice thief. I was. I was like I was in the Great Escape. And I was like shaking out your pants, sneaking slice, <laughs> just like cowboy, just like shuffling out of the funeral. Your pants filled with slice, <laughs> getting to the boot and just shaking the hem of your jeans. Oh, slice my <laughs> so amazing. I was up north at a um, at a funeral <laughs> when you called me to tell me that um, you know it wasn't uh, going to be able to happen anymore and. Look, it wasn't an absolute surprise to me because I was aware that, you know, you had been offered this job and uh, there was a little bit of my brain that was like, I wonder if, Mm. you know, this is going to be an issue. Yeah. And so when you told me, but I literally, I don't know if you heard because I tried to stop talking to you before, but I literally started to cry. Did you hear that? Like, not in a, like, I'm going to 
bawl my eyes out. Like, I'm a big crier anyway, as you know. Did you, like, was it a cry like when Alfred is giving one of his impassioned speeches totally, to that's Bruce? That's what it was like, yeah. Your parents. <laughs> I cried twice today. Yeah, Once right. when I read this fucking amazing, inspiring article about the Paralympians in the paper and it was just fucking blew my mind, superhumans. And then the next one was when they had a whole page article about the cats they're about to put down and they described, like, you know, they do this in the paper sometimes uh, where they're like, here's eight cats that we have to put down if you don't adopt them today. Oh, that's a different And approach. then they describe their personality. Oh, my and what God. Like. And I, this one just, even though I know I can't adopt another cat because I have three cats and I'm one cat, cat away from crazy people talking about me behind my back. Um I read that and I'm, I'm into it. Like, for me, that's Fifty Shades of Grey. I'm like, oh, what is he like? Does he like other cats? What? <laughs> so I cry a lot. So my, I, I literally, like, it caught a little bit in that uh, moment. And, and I was just like, oh, my God. Because this podcast has been... I, I, I've just loved doing it. Like, yeah, it's same. been really, really fun to do. And we're not... Definitely not saying that this is something that we won't ever be able to do again. Definitely not. Like... It's just, we can't go into this too much no. because we don't know too much about no. it either. But the thing you've been offered a three-year thing, right? Yeah. But it might not be a three-year thing yeah. for whatever reason. <laughs> well, knowing my track record. Mostly because anything that Charlie is involved with eventually gets cancelled, including <laughs> this podcast. <laughs> so, <laughs> so your tears were followed up by cold hard logic with this guy kills shows. What am I yeah. worried about? I was like, this thing will be done in six weeks. <laughs> I know it's been on for about 450 years, but he'll knock this over in six weeks and then we'll be back to Tofop. Yeah. So, um, we don't know what it means. We don't know if some way down the track they'll be a little bit more like, hey, you know, yeah. you guys could do something else together. There's just a lot of stuff that we talk about on this well, podcast I, that they, you he, know. Here's what I think it is. And again, we can't say too much because we don't know. But you start a new job. You have to go in ultra prof- yeah. professional. I'm here to work and that's all they want to know. Yeah. Then other stuff can come later. After a while, when they love it, you can fucking smoke bongs in a cupboard and I'll be like, fucking go for it. After we a while, you can still slice them a funeral. Yeah. <laughs> no one's going to fucking judge you. So that's where we're at. Well, yeah, we don't, we, we don't know what it means. Um, we don't know what it means for, um, like, it, 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 this, it, it could be a three-year thing. Um, it, it could be longer than that. Maybe it's a thing that will never happen again. But we're hopeful that 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 won't necessarily be the case. We yeah. just we just don't know what it means at but, this point. But it's look in the in the very certainly in the next six months, in the next year or so, TOEFOP won't be a thing. Who knows what will be a thing? Yeah. But the two of us sitting down and having this conversation yeah. won't be a thing. Yeah. But I mean, we haven't really discussed it. I don't know if we want to talk about. We it We can now. talk about it. Why not? But, but I mean, this is if anything, this podcast <laughs> is about. I, I I literally before I came here tonight. Uh, like was like oh I'll check the I'll make sure I check the Facebook page so we can you know reflect that because I'm you know this is kind of the last time we get to talk together in this like, sort of environment yeah I thought I want to reflect all the people who've kind of been here for us and like on the journey and that sort of stuff and I'm sorry when you've been messaging us over the last couple of months going when's the next podcast <laughs> and I've kind of been cryptic enough about what's happening you've been good man to be honest like I actually have found it painful yeah like like i feel so i haven't been actually able to go to the facebook page knowing you know what has to happen like i've actually found it really gutting because i mean this podcast has meant a lot to me well luckily the last couple of years luckily to be honest charlie we hadn't at least just uh done a new website and put merch on stuff so i mean (laughs) 
That is the greatest TOEFOP timing of all time, say, aren't we? We're like, when I said to Gemma, like, I said, I fucking, like, I said, I can't fucking believe this. Like, I finally get a really great opportunity. I said, fucking two months after, <laughs> we've just shelled out money on a fucking website. We're ready to go with merch. Like, what the fuck? And Gemma said, that sounds very TOEFOP. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I guess... You know what I mean? Like, if it had been a smooth journey, it just would feel weird. You know what I mean? It's like when Wayne's World, they got corporatized. Yeah. And it was like Wayne's World, but it was slightly just a bit too slick. It wouldn't be this show if we didn't have fucking these huge potholes occasionally to fall into. Yeah. But I guess what, I guess what we're saying is that, like, for me, Tofop is is Charlie and I. Like, this is like, you know, this podcast was never really about anything else other than, you know, just the two of us having a conversation. So whatever comes, you know, from now, we're not allowed to do TOEFOP for a while. Um, I might t- try to do something. I don't know. I'm, I'm, it's a bit hard for me to decide at this stage because, you know, um, I'm you allowed no to. technology. <laughs> I don't know how to do anything. Uh, that's part of the reason. Uh, but, like, I like obviously I can do something. Um Maybe I'll just sit around and rock in a corner until Charlie comes back. <laughs> uh, uh, maybe Charlie and I will have an opportunity to do something that isn't TOEFOP together, like, you know, in the future as well. So we don't want it to be like, you know, this is necessarily the end of it. Um, but at the moment, this is... Yeah. Know. It's not... I'm trying to think of what was a... Was there ever a final episode of a show where then, like, the show came back maybe <laughs> sometime later and a little... Oh, less. yeah, like every show Joss Whedon's ever done. Like, like every uh, show Joss Whedon yeah, okay. ever did so this is, got like cancelled, and then they like uh, is this so- Dollhouse concluded in its first season, and then it came back, and they went, "Oh, we've already showed you what happened." <laughs> Where Firefly that may come back is Serenity? No, I don't know. Does it work like that? Yeah, we'll make a movie three years yeah, from yeah, now yeah, yeah. when you're done with your job, and we'll, and we'll, <laughs> char- a movie. we'll charge people to listen to it. And then why would we pay to listen to something we can get for free? It's still online. No, we'll have gone away and we've made all our ridiculous scenarios into movies. I mean, one thing I've got to say about, uh, you know, this new situation and my new employers is it could have been a lot worse for me. Yeah. Because... They could have judged you on what's already happened. Exactly. Yeah. But, I mean, that was a consideration. Like, when... Um, because when my agent sort of presented me with their terms and stuff, I mean, maybe this was foolhardy in my part, but I said, look, there's one thing uh, I want to just sort of carve out. I've got this podcast to do with Will called TOEFOP and it doesn't, well, what I perceived didn't clash. I just want to make sure that, you know, they're aware. They maybe had never heard of the podcast if I hadn't brought it up. They probably would have come around to it. But it would have, it would have come up at a bad time. It's, yeah. You've got to get this shit out of the way. Yeah. And, and you're right, because I've joked before on this that, like, I always describe this podcast <laughs> as the reason I can never run for politics. politics. Yeah, totally. But, they could have been a lot more like, yeah, we're been. not going to employ you because at some stage someone's going to bring up your opinions about someone sucking the secrets out of someone's cock. Well, I think, I mean, God love John Deeks, but you, I mean, because my, in my imagination, when someone said, oh, he does his podcast, someone, you know, there must have gone, well, we should check it out. So they would have just gone to a random episode, click play, and it's like the following episode of Tofop, you know, it contains references to like yeah. prison rape, time travel, sex, drug use, I mean... Like, right there. I was fucking stitched up, you know what I mean? I uh, no, so This is what I was going to tell you. I was looking at all the, the Facebook page today, and I also looked at the iTunes page to see what people had been saying while we were away. And the the first review that came up, I couldn't read any further because it was just somebody going, like, it was like a one-star review, and the headline was, meh. And then, 
we got a man there. Right. Wow. And, and it said, it Fuck said you. something along the lines of like, Will thinks he's a star Anderson, like does nothing but like talk about weed and sucking cock while his witty partner, blah, 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 does this. And I'm like, oh, wow. I was like, well, maybe Charlie could get away with it. <laughs> maybe it's just me. Yeah, right. Who's talking about I'm a straight man. sucking cock. I'm a straight man. You come off as of Stephen Fry to this person. <laughs> that post was signed Carly Chawson. Yeah. <laughs> So I think this is the world. This is what we've become. I think it's a very tofot way to end in some ways. You have become Charlie Clawson. Your world is awesome. <laughs> yeah, right. And mine is falling apart. And I've painted my house in your football team's colours. <laughs> it's the time of the small-handed star. Wing Wing and now Charlie. Really? You will probably play Wing Wing. You will play Wing Wing in the fucking Wing Wing reboot. In the gritty... That's probably Christopher Nolan's next project. This is what will be fucking happening. Wow. Christopher Nolan will remake fucking one of Wing Wing's movies. Yeah, so... Um, the um, original Moon, Moon, Moon Boy from Another Planet. Moon Boy from Another Planet. And he will get you to play fucking Wing Wing and you'll get to work with fucking Christopher Nolan and I will sit alone in my St Kilda house <laughs> crying into cats. Bofop. <sighs> it was a great journey, though. Yeah, no, it was yeah. fun. And look, I mean, <clears throat> the website isn't suddenly going to uh, be disabled. We still no. have to work out. Plus, we, wanna... we have a body of work. Yeah, we have a body of work, but we also... Like, there's only three episodes that I hope that some new people are just discovering. That's a great thing about podcasts. And, and while we're talking about podcasts, maybe I'll do a couple of plugs quickly if I can for other things that I really like, particularly some Australian ones. I love Green Guide Letters. Um, Justin Hamilton's The Shelf with Adam Richard. I really think he's fucking funny. Justin does his Can You Take Your Photo Please uh, podcast. The Sweetest Plum is a really good one. The Little Dum Dum Club, if you want to hear like a really, really funny podcast. They're like heaps of Australian ones and of course our mates walking in the room Greg and Dave who have just been we I'm were going to try to do a big um, Superpod tour and obviously oh, let's not talk about we're not going to talk about it but anyway like Charlie's Charlie's Charlie Clawsome now so <laughs> One day he will take us all into his Clawsome universe, so it will be fine. Um, but I need to mention those guys because uh, Greg, of course, is involved in the LA Podcast Festival, which has some of the best podcasts in the world. Mm. Um, uh, I'm lucky enough, um, I'm going to go over and do... Are you going? Yeah, I'm going to go Sweet. over and do Walk in the Room with those guys right. at the That's awesome. LA Podcast Festival. So uh, if you're in LA or if you know someone who is in LA, please send them along to the Podcast Festival. It's going to be brilliant, but... Um, you know, we'd love to see some Tofop fans there as well if there's people going along. Yeah. So, yeah. All right. So That's it? Fine. Is that it? Do we have to... Oh, it's sad. Hey, um, I, I'm at your house so I can sign those forms so we can actually sell oh, merchandise. Oh, we can sell merchandise? Did you bring yeah. them? Oh, fuck, do I have to bring them? Uh, I thought you would still have them. No, I can print them off. I can print them off. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So oh, be- I'm at the Sydney Comedy <laughs> Store at <laughs> the moment and then I'm in Melbourne doing another week at Hilarious. We're doing a return season at the Comics Lounge. Then I'm in Darwin and New Zealand and, you know, keep your eyes open if you want to come and see me, um, you know, do something. That would be cool. <coughs> and uh, hopefully not for the last time, I'm Charlie Clawson. I'm Will Anderson. <laughs>